History will record with the greatest astonishment that those who had the most to lose did the least to prevent its happening. Well, I think it's time we ask ourselves if we still know the freedoms that were intended for us by the founding fathers. Welcome to the Andrea Kay Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and 102 pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea Kay. Happy Labor Day! Super excited to be with you guys tonight. I am Andrea Kay. Yeah, we're expecting, if you're listening, right, you were probably expecting a replay, maybe, some old show. You probably weren't expecting me to be live tonight, right? Well, not only am I live on The Answer San Diego, I am coming to you guys from the Truth Festival out here in El Cajon, the amazing city, conservative city of El Cajon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Surrounded by patriots here at the Ronald Reagan Conference Center for the Truth Festival today. And my partner in this uh, crime scene tonight, who's been uh, been helping me promote this event last couple weeks, is Rich Ryan. Hey, my friend. Oh, God, it's such a joy to be here at the Truth Festival. There's thousands of people. Let me hear it about there. Are you out there? Woo! Yeah. Woo! 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 <laughs> We're here. We're live. We're at the Truth Festival. All right. Well, um, the Truth Festival has been going on uh, long before I went live right now. So tell everybody what's been going on today and what the purpose of the Truth Festival is. All right. The Truth Festival has its roots 2,500 years ago when Socrates and Diogenes were the superstars of philosophy. And they were wandering around in Athens. And the rich people and the wealthy people in Athens hated them, too, because they had an idea. And ideas transcend time. And their ideas were one. Men and women are equal. Now, that's a radical idea, and that's 2,500 years old, and that's what Socrates said. The second thing that Socrates said, that slavery was wrong. They were talking about slavery back then, and that's why the rich and the wealthy people in Greece did not like Socrates. And the third thing that Socrates said is that the perfect government is a republic. It is not a democracy. It is a republic. It is a rule of law that protects the rights of the individual, but is ruled by the majority. And that's what they talked about in a truth festival 2,500 years ago. And I am a person today alive that respects the idea that Socrates talked about and that's why we're having the Truth Festival because one it's important that we listen to the candidates that are going to make California a great state. My party, the Hogwash Party, I founded the Hogwash Party with my classmates. I graduated from the Citadel and our idea is that political parties have completely lost the idea of what's going on in America. If you're in our party, there are only three things that you need to believe in. One, the Constitution. That's the single most important thing. We, we swear by the Constitution. Two, it's an honor and a privilege to serve America on any levels. And three, most important of all, term limits for every elected position in the United States. Okay, well, okay, so I got I to gotta interject because, first of all, you start talking about Socrates and half this country right now is like, where do I find that TikTok account, right? <laughs> that, in, that Insta, uh, that, that account on the gram because we don't teach history anymore in this country, certainly not uh, to, to kids growing up. They don't, they don't know the truth. We don't teach truth anymore in our schools, right, in the form of history. True story. So, right? So, and that's a huge part of the problem that we've got going on in this country today, which is why they don't, we don't respect uh, genders in this country. It's why we don't respect uh, freedoms and individual liberty. Um, tell everybody, though, we, we understand now what you wanted to do with the Truth Festival today. Catch us up with what happened today, because we had a vote. We had some candidates that were speaking, and then we had a vote. And I want to say... 
Well, and then we're going to have these, these candidates, the one to vote, we're going to have them on the show in a little bit to talk about the issues. And, and if you've listened to the Andrea K. show before, you know that I never endorse a candidate in the primaries because I think we need the more candidates to run for office, the better. It's about the marketplace of ideas, right? And we need to bring competition to the marketplace of ideas within the Republican Party because we still have two main parties in this country. So I want to start by giving congratulations and hat tip to those running for office for governor because I think they're heroes. They're patriots. And so we celebrate you for doing that today. So then catch us up with what happened today with these candidates. All right. I had five of the candidates. And like she says, it's very important. The fact that you run for public office is probably one of the hardest things. I've run for public office and each one of these candidates has run for public office. But it's this an election is a marketplace of ideas. Whether you win or lose in an election, if you have good ideas, your ideas will transcend your candidacy. Now, I want to give a shout out to the candidates that showed up. David Hilbert, God bless you for showing up. And he was, he was articulate. He had great ideas. Patrick Kilpatrick, also a great guy. Interesting man. Had great ideas for the state of California. Robert, Dr. Robert C. Newman was here. And we will, he was one of the finalists. What happened is we held an election. We had the five up there. Diego Martinez and Sam Colucci were the five that did show up. And of the five, the three that made it into the finalists with us are going to be Dr. Newman, Diego Martinez, and Sam Colucci. But that's what we were doing. And the other thing we were doing is we talked about, because it's a truth festival, it wasn't just about the election. It was about acupuncture, and it was about uh, uh, cyber currency. Okay, interesting. So um, as you, each of the candidates came up to the microphone and, and told what their campaign was about, correct? And you guys discussed the issues. What were kind of the top, for the candidates that you heard from today, what were the top two issues that, they, that you all came reach, or did you reach a consensus on the top two issues or top three facing California in this recall? I, I think what happened, I, I was the moderator, and, and I have to say that these candidates were easy to moderate because they were articulate, they came to the point, the issues that they raised were illegal aliens, they, they are all one and the same on the mask and the vaccine. It should be voluntary. That's the one thing that I could tell you they all agreed on. We talked about illegal aliens, we talked about the homeless, we talked about water, we talked about voter fraud. Mm -hmm. And they were all great ideas. And that's, again, this is the marketplace of idea. The candidate who stands up and tells us what he thinks makes us think about what he's talking about. Well, and also holds, if you've got, because some people might be like, well, look, it looks like Newsom's going to be recalled. And if so, if, if he, we pass the yes on that, it looks like it's going to be Larry Elder. So why even bother to talk to other candidates? Because to me, that's what the marketplace means. It means competition. And I don't want somebody to just skate into Sacramento again. We had that happen with Arnold Schwarzenegger. He had no competition. There was no ability to push him on any of the issues. And I think that that's important. That's an important element right now. That's exactly why the Truth Festival had a forum. I invited everybody, even the governor of the state of California, to come to my forum. The governor, of course, didn't want to come because he's not gone to any of them. And in fact, when I got my polls in that said he was going to lose, I sent him a letter and I said, you're irrelevant to the process. We don't need you here, so don't bother and show up. And he didn't. Well, yeah. Um, likelihood of recall on the yes. 
Okay, I think it's right now my polls tell me that it's going to be 38% no vote. If it's 38% no vote, he's gone. It's not even going to be close. California is going to send a message to America, we're not buying the hogwash virus. Well, are, are you buying Kamala? Because Kamala's on her way here. Uh, Newsom has decided. I don't know why. I mean, the, you know, girl couldn't get past the first debate for president, right, when she was running as a Democrat. And that's who he's hinging the recall on. He's bringing Kamala Harris here to campaign for him. All right. I've been following the political scene since I was 16 years old in San Diego High. And I feel like I, I know a little, bit, a little bit about what's going on in the politics. And I'll tell you why I don't. I don't think it matters because, first of all, Gavin Newsom knows he's going to lose. If he thought he had a shot at it at all, he would be up and down this state campaigning. He's already conceded. So the fact that Kamala Harris, it's the way of giving the money. He's raised $32 million, mm-hmm. and he needs to give it to somebody. So he might as well give it to Kamala and people that he thinks will further his career. That's the only reason she's here, and that's the only reason that he has her here, so she can collect money. Yeah, it's a, it, that is about a, a desperate. A, a, a play as him with a broom. Did you see him with a broom out recently in one of the homeless encampments last week? No, I missed that. But you know, <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's a sham. If he really believed that he had a chance, he would be out at the forums because, like I said, they're the marketplaces of ideas. And the forums would be able to show he cares, but he doesn't care. All right. Well, let's talk for a minute. A couple minutes we have left. And what we're going to do after the open, we're going to bring the the three candidates, uh, top three from today, and to to address the different issues. But um, is what realistic chance is there that any any of these candidates today or Larry Elder takes uh, the governorship that he's going to be able to really get anything done? Well, if any of the candidates, you're right. It goes to leadership. This is what leadership is all about. When you're a general and everybody has counted the world against you, the only thing that you have is yourself and your leadership. And so it's a challenge. Mm -hmm. But if you're a leader, you'll win. You'll, You'll overcome the odds and you will make California a better place. I think that Larry Elder, and I think, in fact, I think any of the five candidates that were here will be able to to govern the state of California. Whether it's effective or not, it depends on their leadership skills. Well, we got to talk about uh, somebody that uh, thought that he was going to be the leader in the race and walk into the governorship, and he's from San Diego, and he didn't even bother to show up today. Kevin Faulkner. Faulkner is a criminal. Faulkner is going to, mark my words, he is going to take the fall for 101 Ash Street, for Imperial Avenue, and for uh, Horton Plaza. They're just starting the investigation. Anybody who was alive remembers Dominelli's scandal with uh, Roger Hedgecock, and remember how many years it played out. This is years in the making. I was before my time, Rich Ryle. I don't know anything about what you're talking about. Oh, yeah. What I do know is that at the height of uh, the communist crackdowns, the complete communist seizure of private property in the form of businesses, and now even in terms of banning evictions, is that Kevin Faulkner was actually on a microphone on the beach telling people you couldn't sit on on, on the beach, right? And and so to me, um, there's no daylight, little daylight between him and, uh, uh, and Newsom when it comes to coronavirus. Well, and again, he's a plutocrat. 
Plutocrats are people that think that they are trained to do their job, and they, it is a job. It's not a privilege to serve. It's a job. And in order to keep your job, you have to make sure your employers, the people that donate money to your campaign, are happy. Faulkner understands where he gets his job. He gets his job from the people that have money, and he'll sell us out in a heartbeat. I'm glad you've mentioned that because I'm so tired of hearing, oh, it's a privilege to serve. You're not, you're not a servant, okay? These are, these are employees, right? If they were serving, they wouldn't, they wouldn't take a dime. And when it comes to Congress, they wouldn't be taking pensions after just one term. Right. I have a solution for pensions. It's real simple. Social Security for every elected official, every person who works in government should be in Social Security. If it's good enough for the American voter, it's good enough for anybody who works in government. And, and right, and right now, yeah, you got some high, you got some high fives on that. And right now, we're hearing that because of the communist crackdowns and people losing their jobs, they're saying Social Security is not even going to be able to fund even seventy percent by the year twenty thirty four. You know, and again, that's the plutocrats lying to us. First of all, the interesting thing about Social Security is it's, it's set up to pay for itself, and it will pay for itself. The real problem right now is we don't have enough people inside Social Security. We have a lot of government employees who have government pensions that are obscene. Yeah. If we put all of those people back in Social Security, Social Security will be able to pay for everybody. Yep. All right. On that note, I think that's the perfect note for us to take a break. So we're going to take a break. We come back. You're going to hear from the first candidate tonight. It's Robert Newman who's going to be here to answer. We're going to put him in the hot seat, aren't we, Rich? Amen, sister. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Y'all come on back. We're Andrea K. Show from the Truth Festival here at the Ronald Reagan Community Center in El Cajon. You're listening to the Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show, live on Labor Day. I'm working on this Labor Day, but I'm not working alone. I'm here with my buddy Rich Ryle from the Truth Festival at the Ronald Reagan Community Center out here in El Cajon talking recall. But actually during the break, we realized, I mean, you're like my, my, my long-lost twin brother. We found out we have the same favorite movie. That's it. We share so much uh, in common. So. It's true. I knew that when I talked to you the first time. That's right. Um, keeping the keeping the conversation rolling, though, regarding the uh, the Newsom recall, we've got uh, we had three candidates, the one top on the voting here at the Truth Festival today, and the first we're, we're talking to the top three in no particular order. True. And our first is Robert Newman, who's a candidate for governor. Hello, Mr. Newman. Hello. Nice to be here. Thank okay. you. All right. Thank you. Thank you for deciding. You know, I, I was saying earlier, I, I just I think that we've got to get more active if we're going to take this country back as citizens. I think as conservatives, we tend to just sit back and we think our only level of activity politically is to show up at the polls. Right. And we don't even do that as much as we should. And so I've been calling for people to stop spending all day long on the socials, yammering and complaining and to actually get active. And so I want to thank you for running for office. So tell everybody why. You're welcome. I'm glad to be here because the people need to be informed about whom they're voting. They need to know all about that candidate, not just their policies, but their life and their history and their anticipated future. Um, I have the kind of existence that is um, egocentric. It fits for me, and I'm, I would like to share that with others as the opportunity presents itself no secrets from me okay all right so what do people need to know about you then they need to know that i'm educated that i'm informed that i'm mature and i have a great deal of experience in life uh, through the um, bachelor's degrees in chemistry and zoology master's degree in 
theoretical and research psychology and a PhD in research clinical psychology with publications, teaching at the university level, um, community college level, and that's where my real heart really is mm -hmm. to impact the students to learn something to apply to life. The reason for getting an education is to apply that to life and accomplish what that student chooses to accomplish as a productive member of society. In past um, shows that I've done where I've interviewed individual candidates for governor and they were conservative uh, in bent, I said, let's, let's stipulate that all conservative candidates are going to be for low taxation and low, low regulation. The real issues that the Republican Party is kind of just not even bothered to engage with where we've lost the country is we've lost the culture war. In talking about education, it's they've, they don't even bother to educate anymore. They're just nothing but indoctrination centers. What would you do to end the CRT that's happening in the schools should you take over as governor? The, there are limits to what the governor can actually do. I've heard many candidates speak about lofty sorts of things that I know, with respect to the, the jurisdiction of that executive branch, that there are only certain things the governor can do. And the legislative branch is the one that makes laws. They're the ones that really make the determinations. And so it's a matter of having some impact on the legislature, not force, but this is the direction that our country needs to go, especially with respect to education. But as you know, in the executive branch are a number of e elected officers, the superintendent of public instructions being one of them. That individual is elected by the people. Only the people can remove that person, not the governor. And the governor can have some impact since that's on the, in the executive branch the superintendent of public instructions can impact education and deal with the problems of the teachers union in particular in terms of curriculum. Curriculum needs to be um, dealing with um, the three R's reading, writing, arithmetic, preparing students for life after graduation Another aspect of education is we must, we must return um, vocational training, whatever it's called, industrial arts, I don't care what it's called, but we have failed the Latino population by removing those kinds of courses that they are oriented toward, they're excellent at. Senor Delfino Santana Alvarez has worked for me on the farm for 28 years. He's absolutely excellent at every single thing he does, from welding to animals to crops. Yeah. And he cannot, cannot sit in a classroom. He's wonderful. Rich, you had a question? I do. Of all the candidates that I've interviewed for uh, governor so far, you have the best educational qualification. So I'm going to ask you the question. Tell us about masks and vaccine based on your scientific background. Well, certainly I have a great deal of background in epidemiology, virology, microbiology in general. I don't quite understand how math applies to that in terms of what the general public could, under, could comprehend. So it's a little complicated um, because I'm very, um, it's much more important to know the spoken language in terms of living life 
as opposed to knowing mathematics. I engaged in my a conversation with my granddaughter about this. She just finished at Cal Baptist University, and she teaches math. And I said, English is much more important. I said, how much math do you use when, when you walk from here to there or drive from here to there? Right, but I think the question is, what, do you, what would you do and what do you think should happen in the schools with mask and, and vaccination requirements? Oh, okay. Mandates. Thank you for that clarification. The question was really rather ambiguous. Okay. Um, vaccination is, um, I'm sorry, um, brother. So uh, <laughs> vaccination must be, must be voluntary. That's it. Must be voluntary. With respect to advanced mathematics, I've taken math through calculus. It's of no value in living my life. Yes. But in regard to uh, advanced math, we, we need to know that to do physics and engineering and chemistry. We must have at least calculus in high school. Well, but if you're saying earlier that, that we can't ban CRT because the governor can't get involved in banning CRT, how's the governor going to get involved in ensuring that we actually teach math and the three R's? That's another very complicated question. Beca well, we, unfortunately, we've got a minute left. Wrap us up and tell everybody why they should support your campaign and how they can find you. Uh, very good. Um, with respect to how you can locate me, it's Newman, N-E-W-M-A-N, for the number four, governor, that's my math, dot com. That's how to locate me. Um, and uh, with respect to finishing, I don't want to finish any questions. I don't have enough time. That's the way you guys are. <laughs> well, you know, we got a limited time, but you've got 30 seconds to tell everybody, like, your elevator pitch. Why, one minute. Why one. should they vote for, for you, Mr. Newman? B because I'm a role model for the adults as well as the young people to live my principles that are biblically based and are truth and are absolutes and fit forever. Well, I think we absolutely need a return of, of God to the state of California. I mean, Hallelujah. Right? Uh, you know, it, it was never intended to be, uh, you know, a separation. <laughs> separation of church and state was never supposed to be about a removal of God from state and absolutely. from our lives. Absolutely. And we need to get prayer. We need to get prayer back in the schools. And uh, that's, I think, uh, just in general in our lives. And Pledge of Allegiance in addition to prayer right. to God, Jehovah yes. God, and um, respect for yes. adults yeah absolutely well thank you so much for again for running for office i love uh, i love where you're coming from in terms of your mindset and your and your uh your focus on um being a good person and leadership and morality and all things that are important and i think we in, in, in particular with the schools we need to get character building back in yes. our schools absolutely A yes so, amen so thank you so much okay coming up after the break thank we've you. got our next candidate sam gallucci will be here rich ryle Go he's Sammy. gonna continue with me and we're gonna continue to have some fun aren't we well yeah we're gonna have a great time all right so y'all stay tuned more andrea k show coming up be sure to follow andrea k on twitter and instagram at andrea k show spelled k-a-y-e and connect with her on ourfreenation.org you're listening to somebody who tells it like it is andrea k on the answer san diego yeah, yeah, yeah. Happy Labor Day, the Andrea K. Show. We're broadcasting live tonight on this Labor Day from the Truth Festival out here in El Cajon. Not usually where I hang out, but I love the people of El Cajon out here, even though it's not my usual stomping grounds. And tonight, we're live from the Ronald Reagan Conference Center with the Truth Festival. And my co-host tonight, 
I would love, we got to make this more often True when you're sitting here with me, is Rich Ryle from the Hogwash Party. True story that. Before we introduce our next candidate, anything you want to share before we go into this next interview? If you go to richryle.com, you have an opportunity to buy the truth. I'm selling the truth at $25 a bottle. If you don't <laughs> want to buy the truth, I'll sell you a bottle of hogwash for 15 The difference between truth and hogwash is $10. Okay, okay. You heard it here. You can sell that sham, sham wowie guy, like that Vince. Remember the sham wow? Oh, I the, do. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, our frivolity is over. It's time to get serious with our next candidate for governor. It's Sam Gallucci. He's a, gosh, your resume is so long. You're Thank involved you. in so many things. Yes. And so, and now you also want to run for governor. Tell yes. everybody about yourself and why you're in the run. Yes. I'm a 60 year resident of California. I uh, was raised in LA, went to school in San Diego, had a very successful business career in San Francisco. Uh, a tech pioneer. First 20 years of my career, I rose to the top of the food chain and ran a major multinational company in the Bay Area, and uh, then left that to save my marriage, 40 years, mm. which just celebrated 40 years a couple of days ago. Congratulations. Thank you. That's the love of my life. Oh, that's awesome. And we got involved in social causes. I became a pastor and became a pastor to the homeless, built another company that uh, for the last 14 years has solved homelessness in Ventura County, a thousand homeless off the streets and counting. And then uh, pivoted and got involved with the uh, migrant farm workers in the, in the uh, city of, Intu- of Oxnard and, uh, and have cared for them and their children for the last seven years. So I have the business experience to run the most complex state. I have the actual proven on the ground compassion experience to solve the biggest single issue that unites us, homelessness. Mm. And I've earned the trust of the largest single voting block in the history of California, the Latino vote. Wow, yeah. I'd say you kind of got the, the resume there, and you clearly know the state. You've lived and worked I up do. and down the state. Yes. Can we really solve, straight talk, what can we do to solve the homeless crisis here? So this is a, a critical part. $13 billion in three years. The problem has grown by 24%. Crime's up 40%. The, the two things that everyone talks about, it comes out of not really understanding the problem. It's not housing first, and it's not treatment first. It's people first. Okay. I have a plan. For People First, you can find it on my website, More Than Animals is a book that just came out with five pillars of success to address this problem. This comes from 14 years of experience in addressing this problem, watching homeless die in my arms and solving the issue in every single way. Wow. Um, I I know you said for for your governor, you've got a a one-year plan for a four-year term. Yes. I love that. I love that. Specifically, okay, these five tenets on how to solve homelessness. Okay, tell me the first step. People first, but what does that mean? Number one, we have to stop people, uh, stop the bleeding. Those that are about to be homeless, about 10 to 12% are added every year. Stop those that are about to be homeless. Number two, those sleeping in their cars. There's about 100,000 in their cars. They're one step away from losing that. Mm-hmm. Do a, a, a statewide safe sleep program. Number three, in the major concentrations like Skid Row, where you have 70,000, do a, uh, a, a daytime unique kind of shelter I call compassion centers where you bring them in, give them the decency of a toilet to use and a, and a shower to take a, take a shower, hot meal, and then you vet the population, what you're dealing with. It's not a one-size-fits-all. Right. One-third is, a, is on, on the streets for a year or less. One-third is typically one to three years, and then you have the chronically homeless, which is three or more. The, the one-third that's been on the streets for a year or less, you can get them off the street in less than one year by stabilizing their environment. And then you do triage uh, um, mental illness counseling in the Compassion Center. Number four thing you need to do is coordinate our resources much more effectively right. and, and give the police the tools they need to fight the crime and the drugs. 
The fifth uh, part is we need to incent cities that have lots of land to create master plan compassion communities where the zoning rules and the restrictions are greatly reduced, where we can truly rapidly address low-cost housing. I'm talking about 5000 a house versus 750000 yeah. for a room in downtown L.A. with, with uh, granite counters. Then and only then you can, in a compassionate way, relocate them. Also in these compassion centers, build the necessary um, mental illness institutions and hospitals needed to address the extreme mental illness issues. Yeah, because I, I, that's what I see on the streets because right. I see the mentally ill. And, yes. you know, my heart goes out to them. And I think that, you know, I know that years ago as, as, a, as a country, we stopped forced uh, commitment into psychiatric exactly. centers. And I think that greatly uh, contributed to it, the it problem, did. right? Um, I'm disturbed that with the coronavirus, $40 million was spent to take over the convention center to house 900 people, and now they're back out on the street. That's oh, they, nothing oh, that's did a, it. Yeah, not only that, 70,000 criminals taken out of during during Newsom's uh, reign out of prison and they're back on the streets or they're it, it involved in violent crimes again mm-hmm. it's, it's just insane it's 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 literally an inept program and right now he's got over four billion in this year's budget I can do that in half that amount of money much more compassionately and get much more done I've got a question. I heard your uh, your uh, your presentation. It was really good. Thank you. All right, let's talk about the the burning issue. Yes. In California right now is masks and the vi- the vaccine. Tell me your position on masks and vaccines. So I am uh, uh, opposed completely of mask mandates and vaccine vaccine mandates for a number of reasons. Number one, it's about our freedom and and, and the Constitution of the United States. Our freedoms have been violated significantly, and I talk about a one-year plan for a four-year term. The reality is, right now, I think that it's disingenuous to talk about all the things you're going to fix. When you're only in office one year, you have to turn around and run again. And not only do you have to run again, in the most hostile environment known to man, uh, the Sacramento Bee just uh, did an article. They asked, what would you do, uh, Democrats, if a, hypothetically, if a Republican got into office? And the quote was, we'll bury them. They won't even be able to get a pumpkin pie approved for uh, Thanksgiving. That's the radical situation. Californians have lost their voice. They don't have confidence in their vote. And they don't feel their values exist anymore. And so my plan is to rebuild the foundation of trust and transparency and freedom and that's part of the mass mandates. There will be no mass mandates. There'll be no vaccine mandates. In fact, the laws that have been passed, I will, through executive order, pause every illegal, immoral, unconstitutional law in my first term, pull them into the courts, and, uh, and we will stop these things at the core. Excellent. Um, schools. Yes. Tell us your plan on schools. So right now, the, the schools are a complete disaster. And there's very, we have, we have to do several things. Number one, we have to take the immorality and, and the, the unconstitutional religious practices of schools out of the schools. Right now, you have an agenda that is aggressive. It's called the California Healthy Youth Act, which violates the faith position of, of most parents. And that that's the one be- that, that's the one that's pushing the LBGT. Yeah, and the agenda. 30, yeah, agenda, which tells them that there's 37 genders and pushes them towards almost recruiting them. Recruiting into them into a gender. And, yes. Yeah. 
recruiting them into a gender, right. Yeah. And then the sex education, which is really sexual perversion, all that has to be taken out. Yeah. We have to give the rights back to parents to start. Then I need to, I need to restore confidence so I can get a four-year term to address the bigger issues which desperately need to be addressed in schools. But let's start by giving rights back to parents in that first year. Would you sign a law banning um, puberty blockers? And- 100%. Okay. This Excellent. is at the core of why I'm running. The, 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 the gender confusion to me is the biggest risk in our freedoms whatsoever. And we have to stop this from, from continuing. All right, one of the questions we asked, and I think you uh, identified it, Define illegal alien problem and what you would do about it. And in a minute. And in a minute or less. We have four and a half million undocumented migrant Latinos in the land. Eighty percent of our farm workers are undocumented. We need to get them documented. They're merit-based workers. We need, to, we need to get them documented in here legally. I would use a version of the Becerra program that's something we can do. And then I would send the National Guard to the border. I would stop illegal crossing. I would stop the $29 billion that has been sent to those that are here illegally. Um, Right now, governors have $29 billion. If you can prove you're here illegally, you get money. I'll stop that. I'll stop the sanctuary state. And then I will work uh, with ICE to get the hell out all of the criminals. And that is a comprehensive plan that includes those that are merit-based workers that have been here for years, the Hispanic people. All right. Um, I'm loving everything you're putting down. Uh, In the 30 seconds we have left, wrap us up and tell everybody how they can get more information and support your campaign. California doesn't need another politician, and California doesn't need another celebrity. California needs a shepherd. California needs a pastor. You can get more information at samgalucci.com. Go to my website. Check me out before you vote and vote your conscience and vote for freedom, truth, and transparency. I will fix the foundation. I will hire the best around me uh, that, have, uh, that have the ideas to fix the other things, and I have a lot of good ideas as well. But that's what leadership is, and we will restore hope again and transparency to California. Well, you know what? I'm feeling more hopeful about the state when, I'm, when we're meeting tonight, Rich Ryle, these amazing patriots that have such great ideas and such love for the state. California ain't dead yet, right? Amen. No, it ain't dead yet. And neither is the show. we got another segment coming up, so y'all stay tuned. Thank you so much. I Thank you. It. Thank you for having me. Want more Andrea Kay? Follow her on Facebook at Andrea Kay, spelled K-A-Y-E. And connect with her on OurFreeNation.org. AK, Dynamite and Address, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, she's on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show, our Labor Day edition, live from the Ronald Reagan Community Center in El Cajon at the Truth Festival. And I'm sad, Rich Ryle. This is our final segment on tonight's show. I'm heartbroken. Yeah, well, we're going to have to do this on a more regular, right? Right here out in, the, out, in the, out in the world of San Diego, the most beautiful city in the entire world. It sure is. Um, rounding us out tonight, we've had the three candidates at your festival today who actually won the vote, mm-hmm. uh, the top three. And in no particular order, last but definitely not least, is Diego Martinez. Thank you for being here. Hey, thank you for having me on here. And, you know, um, Rich was telling me during the break, you're the only immigrant that we've got running. Tell everybody your story. Well, my name is Diego Martinez. I come from a country in South America. It's called Uruguay. We came here when I was six years old. So in today's definition, me and my brothers and sisters would have been a dreamer. The beautiful thing is that we're here today in the Ronald Reagan um, Convention Center is that because of Ronald Reagan, 
we were able to fix our paperwork on our immigration reform program that he did back in 85. And in 2008, I became a U.S. citizen. And one thing that you got to look at is this. When you talk about the American dream, when you talk about immigrants coming to this country, take a look at my story. Take a look at my family. We are living the real American dream in this country. It's the only country that you can come with nothing and put your head down and go to work and achieve anything in the world. I mean, we got here in 1980, 2021. I'm running for governor of California. Well, that's amazing. Um, If you look at at, at California, what's going on here, these coronavirus uh, crackdowns, you know, COVID didn't destroy businesses in California. The government did. And shutting down. And and I think in Chula Vista, I think upwards of 60% of of restaurants will never reopen. They're gone. And many of them were, were Hispanic and immigrant-owned businesses. You're a small business owner. Talk about your business experience. Well, I've ran multi-million dollar car dealerships. I was a general manager, and when the recession first hit, I started going from one dealership to another and helping the falling businesses recover and actually go back to profitable. Six years ago, I got into the bail bonds business, so I'm a licensed bail bondsman and a bounty hunter in the state of California. So I know you're like dog. Do people call you dog? (laughs) Please don't call me dog. (laughs) I work for a living. (laughs) Uh, You know, I know business and California is a business. And it's time that we open California up for business. We lost 70 percent of our small business during COVID. They'll never come back. But with a business mind person who can deregulate California, encourage business and discourage people through trade schools. We got to bring trade schools back into the state of California and give people an opportunity to get a job and a good paying job. We're not all meant to go to college, but we're all meant to be able to make a good living. Well, not everybody wants to go to college and certainly not with what's happening in the institutions. I would be remiss, though, in not following up with you on the border. Do you do you believe in an open border, given your story? Or do you think that people should come to the country legally? Well, you know, you talk about the border and we talk about the wall. The wall needs to be built, but not for what everybody thinks that needs to get built, okay? Everybody says, oh, you're being discrimination. The problem is we can lose 300 feet of U.S. soil, come back and build the wall without all the red tape. And the reason we want to build the wall is to keep sex trafficking and drugs from coming in illegally that nobody ever wants to talk about. We want to funnel everybody through the right wall. But we also need an immigration reform program in the state of California that helps families just like mine who wants to do something better come out and be able to prove that they are here for the right reasons. Not only that, that also allows us to do a background check. And the people that we don't need here, that we don't want here because they committed a crime, they need to actually go back home. Yeah, I have a question for you. I was listening to you. Let's talk about what your response would be to the COVID, hogwash virus, and masks. Well, you and vax mandates. And vax mandates, yes. Uh, that's an interesting question because the first thing we do as governor is take all emergency orders out of uh, place. So we would say the state's no longer in an emergency order. That would take away all your mandates. Now, when it comes to vaccines, a lot of people don't talk about this. 1905, the Supreme Court actually ruled that a state or a government can and shall enforce and make somebody take a vaccination. We have got to go to the Supreme Court and fight that. Now, as Diego Martinez, the governor, I will not enforce vaccination. I think vaccination is the parent's choice and, and the uh, person's choice. We're all adults. Why would I get a vaccination that's not going to prevent me from getting COVID? I'd rather wait till I have it and then let it, if I need it, then let it take it because it cure me, not just because I want to have it. That's like having auto insurance and hoping you get in a wreck. Right. right. Well, in terms of uh, you're a small business owner, uh, what are your thoughts on, you know, there's a push right now for employers to mandate that their employees get vaxxed? Again, I don't believe any employer, employer should make anybody do anything. The thing, if you're an employee, what I would do is take a look at the first contract that you signed. Because when you get a job, they ask you for a drug test. 
and you sign there saying that you're going to take a drug test. If your original contract does not state that you have to have a vaccination, do not sign a new one. So you got to go back, look at the contract that you signed with your employer to make sure that you actually need to have it or that you cannot have it. And that's a uh, loophole that everybody needs to take a look at. Right. Vaccinations is a choice and that's the only way it should stay. All right, I got one because you said something very interesting in the forum. You talked about water. We're talking about a water shortage here in California. Tell us about what you would do to solve the water shortage. Well, here's the problem with water. Everybody wants to talk about uh, next year, not dumping it into the ocean. That's all great and dandy, but unfortunately, our Central Valley farmers, Mendocino County, Troyon down here, uh, they need the water today. There are three desalivation plants in the state of California that Government Brown shut down. I would uh, work with the private sector and get those plants going right away so we could dump our water back into our reservoirs while we take care of all the red tape and go back to court and deal with the water rights because our farmers need the water, California needs the jobs, and our agricultural is one of the things that we used to do 80% of the food in the United States. Now we're down to 20%. People want to talk about immigrants taking our jobs. No, our government is taking our jobs, and it's time that we stand up to the government, and it's time that we vote the real American person into the job. When uh, the Constitution was written, it wasn't written for career politicians. That's a new phrase. It is the California people that need to stand up. I don't care who your party is. I don't care what party you're with. Both parties have failed the California people, and it's time we stand up together and fight for our state and fight for our country. Oh, amen, brother. Preach. You're taking us to church. All right, uh, tell everybody how they can learn more about you and, and support your campaign. Well, my name is Diego Martinez. You can look me up at DiegoMartinezForGovernor.com. You can go on all social media as Diego Martinez for Governor. Uh, every Thursday morning, I do Waking Up California on Instagram and Facebook Live. And I invite everybody who's listening today to come join me, ask your questions, come on live. Again, don't worry about your party preference because California needs real people to stand up to fight for real California. I'm so glad you said that because there's a lot of ads running right now with Gavin Newsom, the Republican recall, the Republican recall. Look, it's Republicans, Democrats, and Independents looking to recall Gavin Newsom. Right, Rich Ryle? It's everybody. We all care about California. It's not about party politics anymore. It's about taking back our state from a plutocrat who doesn't care, a tyrant. He's a right. tyrant. Yeah, well, he shut down, like I mentioned earlier, the... Uh, all these restaurants, Hispanic-owned restaurants in, in Chula Vista and all across the state while he's sitting in French laundry, right? That's it. And, you know, again, he has lost touch. He's King Newsom. He is not our governor. He no. is King Newsom and the people. We are going to send him a message. Nine. 14, 21, Judgment Day, California right. style. Right, and you know, the three candidates we had speaking tonight, every one of them is a patriot. Every one of them is right on their, each one kind of, each one talked kind of about individual issues, and each one was absolutely dead on. Uh, wrap us up, Rich Ryle. Thank you for putting on this Truth Festival today. The beauty about the Truth Festival, about the forum that we had, is the articulation of different ideas. Uh, Diego brought up one that I hadn't thought about, and that is water. I mean, this is 70% of the planet is water. Why are we using desalinization plants to, to water California? I mean, it's crazy, but that's the beauty of what we're doing here, and that's the beauty of KCBQ. They're giving us that forum to talk about ideas. Absolutely, and I'm, and I'm providing a marketplace of ideas every night, 6 p.m. Pacific time on The Answer San Diego. Thank you, Rich Ryle. Thank you, Patriots, who came out to the Truth Festival. Thank you to, thank you to all the candidates. Love you all. Peace out. Save California. Vote yes on the recall. Call 914-2021.